What's up guys? Welcome to the second episode of Basics with KR and this is a series where I try to help you guys understand some of the very basic concepts and I try to help beginners uh you know into this world of the stock markets and the financial markets. So in this episode we'll be talking about the various charges that uh you will be incurring if you're planning on trading or investing and we'll also talk about how the markets generally work so in the last episode of basics with kr i spoke about how you can actually open an account uh, with a brokers and what all you need to consider and what all you need to keep in mind when you are uh, making an account However we did not really talk about what the markets are essentially because from what i understand there's still a bit of ambiguity regarding how the markets work and all of those things so i thought i'd clear the air on that and uh, so that's why i'll be talking about what the markets are in this one and there's a very simple uh, sort of example or an analogy that i've uh, you know thought of and this is something that i've used in one of my previous episodes also if you've uh listened to the very first episode of uh, which included the q and a segment so this was there and uh, the analogy that i'd used is that the stock markets or you know the financial markets more broadly are quite possibly the largest and the most uh, sort of you know complex vegetable market that you can think of and it sounds kind of odd right hey on on one hand we're talking about uh something which we use on our day to day lives vegetables and something which seems very basic you know vegetable markets we we see them every day and on the other we're talking about trillions and trillions of dollars in transactions and uh you know a a a sort of exchange where people make billions of dollars and lose billions of dollars every single day so how are they two related and the answer really is that it's it's actually very similar and in fact i would go as far as saying that they are much more similar than one may think and the reason for that is because ultimately in both the markets there are buyers there are sellers and you are exchanging something for money and this is something that a lot of people need to understand the problem is that and i've used this uh, quote a lot that we get intimidated and we get confused by a lot of concepts that's not because they are inherently difficult most of the times it's because they are just new to us so i've seen a lot of people get confused or get intimidated by the stock markets and quite honestly the simple reason for that is because we are all new i was once super new to the stock markets so much so that i uh, i remember reading a book uh, or rather a, a, a sort of uh, a resource note sort of thing and i remember just flipping through the pages and and it was uh, on candlestick patterns and i remember just pretty much uh, dozing off it was that confusing and as a result i found it very boring however i feel that if at that time someone if someone would have told me that hey you know there's there's honestly no need to get this confused and no need to uh, doze off because ultimately it's just a sort of place where uh, people buy and sell so ultimately that's what the markets are 
in a stock market in a stock market you buy uh, shares of a company and a lot more whereas in a vegetable market you will buy well vegetables you will buy uh, you know tomatoes you will buy potatoes you will buy onions and pretty much every single thing that you can imagine in the financial markets you've got you know you've got uh, the stock markets you've got the commodities markets you've got the derivatives markets you've got the currency markets and you've got a few other things that are uh, a bit too advanced to talk about in this one uh, purely because i don't want to end up confusing anyone further so we'll start off with just the basics so it's it's kind of like this you know when you go to a vegetable market when you go to any you know grocery area so uh, people say sabji mandi in a sabji mandi in a vegetable market you will find people who are selling vegetables you will find people who are selling uh, you know fruits and you will probably find people who are also selling fish and something similar is with the financial markets in the financial markets you will find the stock markets where stocks are traded you'll find the commodities market where commodities are traded and commodities are basically uh, stuff like quite literally vegetables livestock crude oil gold metals and all of those things so the recording got uh, you know cut short so i was basically talking about the commodities market and the commodities markets would include uh, all of these things you know uh, your uh, regular vegetables your uh, gold your uh, <laughs> it's 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 very vast it includes every single thing you can just google it including met so that is basically your commodities market and then the other market is your currency market where you're trading currencies you know usd inr eu so it seems that uh, uh, the my recording software just does not want me to Uh, recorded seamlessly so i do apologize for that but i'll just repeat it real quick uh because i, I am not sure till when uh it's been recorded so i was basically talking about how commodities markets include gold vegetables quite literally livestock crude oil and all of those things currency markets will include currency such as usd inr eur inr gbp inr and jpy inr and all of those things so you see the similarities right ultimately it's all a place where people buy and people sell so there really isn't a need to get confused so i just wanted to clear the air on that and with that i wanted to move on to how people trade and invest in the financial markets i won't say in the stock markets because this is applicable uh, in most markets including crypto if anyone is into crypto A I do not trade in crypto B I quite frankly haven't checked out crypto that much and C most of all this should ideally work in crypto so how people actually trade and invest depends on three general uh you know schools of thoughts actually it's two general schools of thoughts and three broad techniques so the very first school of thought and this is something that I personally follow is technical analysis and this is purely based on the price movements and the indication and you know indicators that are derived based on prices and volumes so it does not really have anything to do with the company fundamentally 
it will not matter whether the whether the company is uh, you know making profits of millions of dollars or it will not really matter if the company is making losses of millions of dollars what will matter is what the stock price is so technical analysis is essentially purely based on the price and the price movements including historical trends and all of those things the second school of thought is fundamental analysis now fundamental analysis com- is quite possibly a complete opposite of uh, technical analysis because here you are not really concerned uh, as much with the price you are concerned with the company's strength so if the company is strong enough and if the theoretical price of the company is uh, higher than the current price then it is basically valuable it is worth investing in it because you're essentially saying that hey i think that this particular thing is va- is worth more than what is what it's being traded for which is why you're buying it hoping that the price reaches what it is actually worth so that's kind of what fundamental analysis does of course it is much harder than uh, what it sounds both are harder than they sound uh, technical analysis in general is used for more short term transactions in general uh, you know for pretty much from intraday to swing or positional to even some people also use it to hold on for a year or two but that that's a completely different uh, sort of topic altogether fundamental anal- analysis it's more for investing so fundamental analysis generally won't work if you want to just do intraday it's not like you can say that hey the uh, pat or the profit after tax of the company is uh, higher than its peers and uh, you know the the various multiples and all those are in order i'll buy it and i'll sell it at the end of the day because that is not how it will work it will take a bit of time to uh, you know react to the fundamentals or it might not react to the fundamentals at all it all depends it's all relative so which school of thought you follow is completely dependent on you i'm not going to force anyone to follow technicals just because i do but the reason why i follow technicals is because my time frame is not investing right now my time frame is uh, relatively shorter which is why technicals work for me if you are into investment or if you just want to experiment with fundamentals you can go ahead with that uh this podcast is mainly related to technical so i'll even clarify that and uh, that's just how it is you know and technicals are again not difficult at all a lot of people for some reason feel that uh looking at charts and looking at all of those indicators and there's a post on this on my instagram you should check it out it's at indian markets with kr so there's a post on how complex at times these charts can look like but that really isn't the case these charts are pretty easy to interpret and once you get the hang of it it comes to you very intuitively and naturally so all of those reasons are why technical analysis is something which i do again personal preferences will always come into the picture so uh, that is basically what the markets are and how people actually trade in those so you would have heard of people saying that what's your trade basis and this is this is a word that i use in my regular podcast also so the trade basis is basically the reasoning behind the trade whether if you're going the fundamental route then what 
made you take that trade is it because the book value is higher is it because uh the intrinsic value is higher is it because uh you know the ev multiples or something are higher whatever may be the reason i'm not too acquainted with fundamentals but when you talk about technical analysis what is your basis for that is it because it's at a support zone is it because there's some uh, crossover happening again there are a lot of things that may uh, be included in this so those are general those are the general uh, basics of the markets and i wanted to include this because there's been a bit of ambiguity regarding that from what i can see based on the feedback that i'd gotten so i just thought i'd include this little bit and i'll talk more about the basics in every episode it's not like this is the only episode where i'll mention uh, more on how the markets work i'll mention it uh, in every single episode along with a general concept so that's it for the markets we'll move on to the charges that you'll have to pay uh, and that will eat into your profits which is most important because let's be honest we're all here to maximize our profits and returns so the very first charge and the very basic charge that you will end up paying whenever you are trading whether you're buying or you're selling uh is going to be your brokerage and this brokerage amount is charged by pretty much every single platform or broker that you come across it has a few different types so you might either go with a subscription model which is basically a yearly fee that you pay or it might be a flat per transaction fee or it might be a percentage of the transaction value but the ultimate aim of all of these is so that the broker gets paid so that the broker gets enough money to sustain and continue operations and uh, this is basically going to be quite possibly the biggest cost that you will incur because a lot of people tend to overlook this and i had mentioned in uh, the first episode of basics with kr also that whenever you're choosing a broker it's very important to consider how much brokerage they are charging you because if you're making a profit of let's say 1000 rupees and the broker charges you uh, approximately 300 rupees flat uh, you know one way or rather both ways so 150 for buying 150 for selling even though you made a profit of 1000 rupees your brokerage expenses alone are worth 30% of that profit so that eats away into your profit by a huge margin and what's even worse is that the brokerage isn't even the only cost that you'll end up incurring so that's why it's incredibly important to consider uh, brokerage and i'll actually give you a little ex- interesting example uh what, something that i experienced myself if you've been following me uh if you've been following my regular podcast and uh this is this is you know uh, my intraday one the one that i push out daily you would have known that i've been trading tcs a lot intraday and the 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 cost that i pay to my broker is supposed to be not that high so when i made a profit uh, a decent profit i wouldn't say it was a terrible profit but it was not ideal so i i believe it was uh, somewhere around uh possibly like 1000 or 2000 rupees or something on that trade and it so happened that i was checking the charges for that trade and i ended up paying 200 rupees and this is supposed to be a discount broker 
I ended up paying 200 rupees on that trade and this was not including some of the other charges as we'll come to. So I ended up losing a huge chunk of profit on that and that really messed me up because A, it's supposed to be a cheap uh, broker. B, I, I, that, that money is just wasted money for me. So that really uh, left uh, you know a bad uh, impression about the broker and about brokerages in general in my opinion so it's something that you really need to consider and imagine if this is something that i pay uh, for a discount broker imagine how much you will end up paying if you are going for uh, a, a broker which does not give such deeply discounted rates you might end up making a loss because of the brokerage amount let's say that the brokerage uh, the, the brokerages that you pay are 300 rupees per way even if you're making a profit of 500 on a trade, you're spending 600 rupees for brokerage. And this is true. It's true because regardless of whether you make a profit or loss, you will be charged a brokerage and the other charges. So it's very important to consider brokerage as a factor. Another charge that you always incur while trading and this is applicable to your final amount and that is the STT. So this is basically the securities transaction tax and as the name suggests it is a tax so you're paying this to the government but you obviously have to pay it out of your pocket. Your broker is not going to pay it for you. He collects the money so your broker will collect the money and then it, it goes to the government basically. So this is also a cost that you have to keep in mind the good thing is that this cost is generally not that high it's a certain percentage so it's not a flat rate but the good thing is that it's not that high the bad thing is that it still can eat into your profits because after all it is a charge and that is also one thing that you have to keep in mind now the thing is stt will be applicable in every single case it's not like just because you are, uh, you know, going with a low-cost broker, discount broker, you will have to pay a lower STT. That is not the case. STT amount is uh, sort of fixed depending on a few factors. So that percentage will always be that percentage. It's, it's not going to change unless the nature of the transaction changes. So that is STT and again that is another cost that you'll end up incurring and the reason why I'm talking about this is because you will have to consider all of this when you are making your profit targets. So the good thing, another good thing about STT and this is a good thing in air quotes, it's not a good thing obviously, it's a charge but that is that it is deductible as a business expense. So even though you're paying that, I mean Technically, at least there is some amount of benefit uh, when you are paying this. It's not like it's a complete, uh, you know, complete dead waste of sorts. You're, you can still claim some amount of benefit as a business expense. So uh, that that is one thing that you need to keep in mind about STT. But do not take my advice, you know, at face value. I'm not a chartered accountant. So and I'm not SEBI registered. Legally speaking, I can't tell you uh all of these things so ideally i'm assuming that uh some of you at least have a ca or once you get into trading and investing you'll actually end up having a ca 
so it's ideal to ask that person and i believe a lot of online platforms have uh, you know queries and all of those things including certain brokers you can always ask the broker also because they have experts who will help you and uh, who will help guide all of these things help you uh, you know through all of these things so they are a better person to talk about std i just wanted to introduce that topic so that's std on top of that what you will also end up paying is what's known as the dp charges and dp's uh, full form is not the display picture as uh, people nowadays refer it to it's not that dp this is called depository participant and depository participant is basically uh, you know paid to your dp's and it is a charge for actually sort of facilitating the conversation depositories are basically nsdl and cdsl so you'll be paying this charge to their uh, participants and again this charge also generally varies it really depends but uh, this is also a charge that you will have to consider again the specifics ideally you should just check with your broker uh, because once you make this decision of uh, going with a broker or once you're actually seriously considering a broker at that time you can compare it and there are a lot of websites which do it i mean the the very reason that i'm not comparing brokers here is because there are just tons of resources on that and i don't want to recommend any uh, you know particular broker or something which is why i don't talk about it that much because i i don't rep- represent anyone and I honestly don't want to recommend any single broker because it really depends for a lot of people it depends what your usage is it depends uh, what your preferences are but ultimately that dp charge is also something that you will end up paying in addition to the dp charge there is something called as a transaction charge and this is also known as a bse or an nse charge depending on which exchange you are trading on so this is also an expense that's there but honestly this is quite low unless you are trading extremely high volumes this is probably not even going to be a deciding factor for you it's that low so but you know i just wanted to let you all know that this is also a charge that you'll have to pay in addition to the exchange charge to the transaction charge sebi also has a few charges so it'll have a certain charge based on the volume of trading that you're doing let's say 20 rupees per crore or 40 rupees per crore or 10 rupees per crore and so on so those are the sebi charges and those are the transaction charges and no charge and no expense list can be complete without uh, the infamous or the famous depending on how you look at it um you know the gst so gst of course it is uh, applicable on this and you'd end up paying a gst on your brokerage and your transaction charge so this is also an expense that you'll have to consider now the good thing is that you will not have to calculate and you will not have to sit and calculate all of these expenses it is something which will automatically uh, get debited from your account so the moment you get in your fund so the moment you actually sell those uh, shares the remainder that the you know the surplus that you get the profit or the loss or whatever amount that you get uh, back into your account 
will be net of all these charges and this is something that you can always check on your broking platform so if you just uh, you know look for reports you can look at the pnl you can look at the tax pnl all these things will generally have this information so it really isn't an issue i mean the main the biggest problem with these charges is that it eat, they eat into your profit and in some cases that they, uh, they can be very you know very big and that is when the issue really comes in especially when we are not uh, you know when we're not dealing in several thousands or several lakhs of rupees in profit that is when these transaction costs will really start to pinch because again as i said if you're earning just 1000 rupees or less on a trade if that is your profit you really do not have a lot of margin and i'm i'm using the word margin in a different sense you really do not have a lot of uh, leeway because again if if your brokerage charges are even 300 rupees then you might be out around 400 rupees net of uh, net of the other charges your in hand profit is just 60% of what you are going to be receiving and assuming that you end up doing it long enough and you end up uh, being eligible to pay income tax you will have to pay taxes on that so ultimately it's going to leave you with very very little compared to what you had actually earned on paper and this is something that honestly it took me a bit of time to understand truly i mean i knew the impact of transaction charges but when when i actually looked at my pnl is when i realized just how much these charges can add up to so i i honestly do recommend uh, you know speaking to your broker trying to negotiate a good deal another sort of a top tip is that if you are someone who calls and trades so if you don't actually place the order yourself if you are calling your broker and uh, then saying that hey you know i want to buy so and so uh, shares that is something which is an additional service in some cases so they might end up charging you a bit more for that so depending on which broker you have you might want to check out the cost of that also because again if you're if you're making like 1000 2000 rupees even uh then it's also another big expense that you're paying if you're doing call and trade charges so that is also a factor that you must consider and the costs the, you know the breakdown of these costs are available on the broker's website so you can always say if you are someone who calls and trades you can always ask for uh, you know some deal on that amount or something of that sort another important charge that you need to keep in mind and i know this might seem sort of uh, out of uh, transition because i'm adding it at the very end because i, I sort of forgot about that and this is as far as taxation is concerned now i know it really isn't a charge per se it's more of a uh, tax because it is literally about taxation but if if you are going to trade if you are going to invest you really need to understand that if you sell within the period of 1 year you might have to pay stcg which is short term capital gain if you sell uh, rather if if you book the profit over you know after a period of 1 year let's say 2 years let's say 1 and a half year 1.1 year 3 years 4 years whatever you will uh, have to pay ltcg which is long term capital gains 
and all of these things again it's best if you refer to a ca or um, any platform ideally your broking platform will uh, give you all of these numbers so they'll tell you how much stcg you you need to pay they'll tell you how much ltcg you need to pay so it's not really uh, a difficult calculation but it's also something that you need to keep in mind it's not like uh, if you're earning 1000 rupees you can uh, mentally or like hey you know i can just party and splurge that 1000 rupees now that is not the case you might possibly be left with like 500 rupees if you really have a terrible broker and end up paying a lot of charges so i just wanted to mention that also because i while i personally am not into longer term things yet uh, that into anyway i i do have those things but it's not something that i do uh you know actively you guys might be actively involved uh in longer term stuff so you should also consider that when you're holding on to stuff over one year, you, you'll have to pay LTCG. If you're selling it off and booking a profit within a year, you'll have to pay STCG. So I want to men- mention this also because, you know, it's it's like pretty comprehensive uh, taxation, not taxation, but a pretty uh, comprehensive expenses uh, side of the financial market. So I want to mention that also. That really was it as far as the charges are concerned and as far as the overview of the stock market is concerned. Again, if you have any questions, feel free to let me know. My purpose with this with this series is to make it as fundamental and as basic as I can so that it really isn't, uh, you know, too fast for anyone. I know that a lot of you are already acquainted with this, especially if you... Uh, have done this in college or if you're already in this industry or if you've done a CFA or something a lot of you are already acquainted with this but the problem really comes in when you are not having a finance background the problem really comes in when uh, you know you did not pay attention during the lectures the problem comes in when you actually log into your broking platform and you're absolutely clueless about what to do so ideally this series and uh, I'll I'll sort of export, air quotes, export this series to YouTube also in the future so that it's easier for you to understand and so that it's easier for you to, you know, relate and refer back to. The main purpose of this is so that you can always be more confident and you can understand properly what you actually need to do when you are trading, uh, you know, practically because on paper, it's really not that hard to trade. On paper, when you're doing paper trading, when you're doing back testing, it it really isn't challenging because you already have all of the data with you. You already know what the outcome is uh, was. You already know where the price moved, and most importantly, your money is not at stake. However, when you are actually putting in your money, when you have that element of uncertainty, when that element of risk is there, it's a completely different ball game. And it is one that I I genuinely believe every single person should experience because it really changes your entire perspective. And that is what I wanted to help, you know, you guys do. Because if you haven't started trading yet, if you don't even have a broking account 
and if you're listening to this that is amazing because that shows that you're genuinely interested in this however if you if you already have a broking account and if you haven't taken trades or something now really is the time and there are a lot of stocks that i talk about in my podcast in my regular daily podcast uh you know the days gainers and the days losers so i mention some potentially good stocks in that so if you want more info on what you might want to look at and again those aren't stock tips those are just uh, you know observations and analyses you might want to check out those uh, podcasts also because i talk about certain um, you know high performing stocks in that and that will also give you a better idea of where to start again i i i'm genuinely i'm definitely going to make a separate uh, episode on how to get started with technical analysis because that is something which has been quite possibly the most requested piece of content i've ever uh, come across uh, so that is definitely on my to do i'll ideally try to do it over the weekend over this weekend or over this coming week so that uh, you know once the base is strong you can move up but even before you get into technicals there is some amount of fundamental uh, knowledge that you require some fundamental understanding and that is what i wanted to share with you here and that is wh- why i am actually doing this series and why i'm structuring it in such a way that it's it's more uh, you know it's it's more palatable that way so let me know what you think and again if you have any questions i'm super approachable any literally any social media platform uh you you can just google indian markets with kr or you or on twitter it's markets with kr or you can just search my name kronal randani uh if if you don't know me already uh so you can just look me up and you can always drop me a message that that's never an issue so i i hope this was helpful for you again always open to suggestions always open to new ideas always open to feedback all right so i'm i'm you know signing out now